Hello everyone and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Pop Culture Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about something that still falls within the realm of pop culture, but uh, as we had mentioned before, we kept this uh, podcast a little bit generic at the beginning because we wanted to have a wide range of coverage in terms of the topics that we talk about on this on this podcast. And today we're actually going to be talking about musicals. Because we're fabulous. (laughs) And that is Mickey for you. Um, So I guess to to kind of start it off, you know, we've talked about Hamilton in the past and we've talked about some of these other musicals in the past. But we just felt that musicals hold such a special, um, I don't even know, unique. It's like a niche. It's It's a niche, but it's such a strong pillar of pop culture right sure and it's a different I mean, it's a different media than movies and i mean it's just is a it's a different style even you know? actors a lot of them don't feel like they've made it even if they've made the big screen until they've done something on broadway or right. on a stage you know? right so. when you when you say that you've been to broadway to watch a musical or you've acted on broadway not or the broadway on broadway. green bay either <laughs> yeah not not the the broadway in your hometown or broadway yeah you you, you it carries some weight and and so Today we want to just kind of take kind of a, a fifty thousand foot view of musicals and what they mean, why why they're important, why they are so unique, and just what makes them fun. You know, um, like like I said, Hamilton has been such a pop culture sensation. That is just one musical of the you know list of hundreds of musicals that have been around for a long time. That you know are part of our pop culture just as much as Marvel movies or just as much as you know, Disney is, you know, these, these musicals are really, you know, they, they've cemented their, their place in theater or not, well, obviously in theater, in, in entertainment and, and how, how they, you know. And not just our society, but the world society. Right. As a world. Yes. I mean, yes. Musical theater has been around since 500 BC. I learned. Yeah. That's pretty insane. Yeah. I mean, 2,500 years. I mean, pretty much as soon as people could learn how to, you know, sing, sing or, and, or dance, and, or dance and act, you know, it's 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 just like I said, it's a, it's just slightly, you know, it's it's a it's a uh, what, what do they call it? I didn't pay attention in science class in school, so you got <laughs> like the either. genus, species, phylum class, or family. it's one of the it's one of the families of media, right? Yeah. It's a it's a branch of of media. Um, but we'll get we'll get more into the history later on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, first of all, I just want to go over some of the indie news stuff. Um, New Pirates of the Caribbean again. I have not been caught up on those. Uh, I think I watched par- the first one. Apparently, Margot Robbie is going to be starring in one okay, of the. Okay, I'll be watching next- that one. <laughs> so you have no my sad. attention. <laughs> one of the other things that we had talked about was the uh, Flashpoint Batman and how. Uh, Michael Keaton's version is going to kind of open up a multiverse type of um, situation with the DCEU. Uh, something that was kind of, I don't know, it's you never know whether these are just fan theories or that it has any type of like actual validity to it. Um, but one of the uh, runs of comics for Flashpoint is an alternate universe where Batman's Parents survive, but Batman dies in the alley, in Crime Alley. That sounds cool. So what uh, they're talking about doing is taking Jeffrey D. Morgan and and uh, Maggie, Lauren Cohen, uh, from The Walking Dead, who played Martha and Thomas Wayne in the um, Ben Affleck version, and creating that Flashpoint Batman. Um, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the comic book line, that actually takes a turn where... 
Thomas Wayne takes on the persona of Batman, a different version of Batman, well, but Batman. What causes them to take on those? That, that's what I was saying is that in this universe, Bruce Wayne dies. The the kid dies. Yep. So so bat the the normal Batman, Bruce Wayne, he's dead. And dad becomes. And Batman. dad and mom survive. So dad becomes Batman, and mom, mom goes crazy. Mom goes crazy and becomes a version of the Joker. That is a twisted version that I could get into. So I would, yeah, definitely seeing those two on screen. I mean, clearly we're big fans of The Walking Dead oh, and, and the way that they they're um, you know how how well they've done in that series. So if they brought those in, I. I I think that Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I think it's kind of just been, you know, all but, you know, the doors closed on him, I think. And it's going to be more focusing on Michael Keaton at this point. I think there's just too many moving parts. But if it's not, I mean, you can't really have one without the other. It's not like they're going to have that version of the Joker without Jeffrey Dean Morgan, no. being, you know. So I don't I don't think that that's going to happen. But it's a cool thought, you know, that it could actually be something that, that happens in the future. And I could see, like, in any character, I mean, you hated Negan, but you love to hate him. He's that good of an actor that he... Exactly, exactly. Um, and kind of along those same lines, people have said they may bring back Christian Bale as a version of the Batman. I don't really know. Like you said, these types of things hit the news and then everybody's Close imaginations nuts. just run wild, I would like right? to see that because I'm not impressed with Ben Affleck, but Christian Bale would be another... See him some more. Um, some of these, uh, some of these uh, studios, these movie studios, they can't, you know, obviously be showing brand new movies or a lot of what they made their money's on, money on for theaters at this point. But certain things are being released, in, you know, in digitally or you know, straight to streaming. Um, some other movies like uh, Hocus Pocus and just recently, I think today, uh, Back to the Future, the trilogy was is being released on on four K. Um, Back to the Future Trilogy, it's a 35-year anniversary, so there's some extras that come along with it. Um, oh, this is going to play into uh, a fan question, and I'm just going to tease you here, Mickey, for a little bit. Okay. okay. So there's a rumor that suggests that Disney's going to retcon 7, 8, and 9 and completely reboot the, the um, sequel trilogy. Who started that rumor? I don't know how much sand it is, but a, a listener sent in the question, so it at least What's has some. What's a guy some... like with J.J. Abrams and even... I don't know how the, they could do that. their egos? I don't even know how they can do that. It just seems like it's way too... Like, it's almost just like... We'll, we'll talk about it, because like I said, the question was brought up, but it's a rumor that uh, might be... I wonder if there's be, any clout to it. Yeah. Because you know? like, J.J. Abrams and even... I can't remember the other guy. The guy who did number eight. Yeah. It, they're big name producers and directors. Well, I mean, and you can't, you can't just release something like that and be like, "No, we're gonna do it over." Mulligan, you guys like, did a crappy job. Yeah. I mean. So, we'll, like I said, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Wow, um, that'd be crazy. Jason Momoa is apparently playing a live action version of Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> so that will be an interesting uh, take on Frosty. Uh, I, I enjoy Momoa. I think that some of his lines in Aquaman were a little cheesy. Oh, see, I never saw um, that. But uh, I, I enjoy he's, – he's a good actor. He was good in Game of Thrones, and I enjoyed him as Aquaman. So I uh, I think it'll be a fun a fun little, you know, Christmas movie. I don't know when it's going to come out. But. It's live action, though. I mean, it's, it's people, not animated. Right. As, as much – what I'm picturing is – you ever see the Michael Keaton – you know, surprise, ironically enough, the Michael Keaton – 
Jack Frost movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. kind of what I'm picturing, right. that style. Sure. But, you know, where it's kind of, you know, there, there is... We're evolved in claymation, basically. Yep. Um, some people think that now is the perfect time to release the uh, Star Wars holiday special on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if George Lucas is ever going to let that sure happen. There's never. A good um, time apparently, for there's like the obviously the YouTube version that lives out there, but apparently, like George Lucas has like the one copy that he didn't burn in a exactly. you know bomb fire. The only so, releasing he's going to go along with is six feet under and buried and never allowed to be yeah, seen again. Right over his dead body. Mm-hmm. Uh, or under probably because that make it harder to get in. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, they're going to be coming out with a Darth Vader Barbie. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even read that article. It creeped me out too much. They're, they're basically, um, think of like a female version of Darth Vader and those types of clothes. They're going to give Barbie like those types of accessories. So so she's going to be doing the heavy breathing. Isn't that a little dangerous? I Yeah, I don't know. You want to be, just saying. you know, <laughs> teaching kids about, you know, you know. Burning your face off and you know That's not losing where I was limbs. Going with that. Nice I was trying nice to take catch. a hard right turn from that. Um, I think but, people know us by now. Yes, yes. Um, this is this is a kind of a unique idea that I've heard. You know, people are people are all over the world are trying to come up with unique ways to social distance and be safe and not you know have this cross contamination and you know protect yourself from COVID. Um, Paris is apparently going to open a drive-in movie theater with a caveat of instead of it being drive-in with a car, you drive in with a boat. And they have this little like lake area that you have a little boat that comes that you go out and drive in the middle of the lake or anchor in the middle of that lake and then you watch a movie. I've seen people and it was just a, a quick picture one time that I saw of people sitting on like inflatable tubes in a lake oh, watching sure. Jaws at night. Oh, that'd be a little... And so I, I think that that would be a fun movie to watch in a boat. Oh, you know? yeah. Well, I mean, and just when you're on your boat... Right. You go to these, you know, sandbars or whatever on Winnebago and some of these other bays around us, and there's a lot of boats sitting there. Right. How wildly popular would that be around here? Well, and I don't know how you, like, if they could do it, like, up on a shore, like, in stretches or, like, someplace where, you know, people could come, you know, close and watch it, like, on a big screen. I think yeah. that it would be, it would be, I don't know how you charge anybody That's for it, but, problem. you know, it might be a fun, just, hey, free. Yeah. Um, apparently, Boxed Lunch is releasing a Star Wars cookbook. So, for those of you that want to eat like Jabba the Hutt. Um, no, not don't eat Jabba the Hutt. Eat like Jabba. Eat the like Hutt. Jabba. Uh, Ready Player One. Did you ever watch that movie? Did I think we talked about it before? I haven't seen that. I've, I've um, it's a book, and it was a movie. Um, apparently, there uh, is a sequel uh, that uh, is in the works. Um, that was really popular. I know that because we just can't stop talking about Lego. Um, there is now a Lego Nintendo system. That is like super expensive. They basically created the NES, the original Nintendo, out of Legos, and then a, like a CRT TV that hooks up to it, and you can like crank a wheel, and it like the Mario jumps up and down on the on the TV screen. So but you're not actually playing. No, you're, there's no electronics. You're not playing <laughs> anything. Um, well, I think they've run out of new ideas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's more Lego stuff. Too. Gosh, yeah, I've got there's just so much. You know, you talked about Donald Glover. 
Um, let's see. Lego Hocus Pocus is part of that um, Lego Ideas. I don't know if we – I think we did talk about it a little bit in the Lego episode how people can submit ideas. Yeah. And then if they get enough support or votes or whatever, it becomes a thing. So Hocus right now was that there was a 10,000 – 10,000 people vote or whatever on it right now, and it's, like, in the finals for whatever the next sets that are actually going to be made into legitimate commercial sets in, you know, that you can buy. And as much so. as you loved Hocus Pocus when you were growing up, I mean, it was that cult, much of a oh, cult classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I think that there's a lot of people that kind of in my age group, well, like oh, millennials yeah, that, that sense, grew up yeah. watching it. Yep. Um, Dave Franco, okay, so we do, we all know you know his his brother's kind of a big deal. Yeah, James. Dave's been in some big movies recently. Um, he's to play Vanilla Ice in a new biopic, hmm. so that could be fun. Yeah. Um, going along with our uh, our uh, musical theme, Abba, 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 to, Abba. I think you're right. To release new songs with a new tour. They have their own musical, by the way. Uh. Mamma Mia? Yep. yep. That's that was wildly popular for a long time, if it's not still. Uh let's see, let's see, let's see. Anything else worth talking about? I can't believe I haven't seen Mamma Mia yet. I guess a Halloween original um movie is coming out from Disney Plus this year, or a TV show maybe. Um Mandalorian, uh yeah. fifteen Emmy nominations. That's awesome. Um, I mean, it's not just us that are appreciating it. Right. Even the critics actually think they've done a good job on that. Exactly. Yeah, it's not just us, you know, talking about it in our basements. There's actually people yeah. that our make, opinions, our make a little bit more, more and have a little bit more sway in the music they put more stock in their industry. opinions, but ours are more important. Movie industry. Um, so, yeah, so I guess uh, to start out, so we got, got through our in the news. Uh, we'll, like I said, we've got one uh, email that we'll talk about it towards the end of the podcast. But uh, to talk out or talk out to start out, uh, I just want to kind of go over kind of like what our each individual experiences have been with musicals. Um, and I guess I'll start out because I, I definitely I will thoroughly admit that musicals are uh, a, a, a blind spot for me, for lack of a better word. I definitely do not have as much knowledge. I've not been to as many or seen as many as Mickey has, or even my wife for that matter. And uh, That doesn't mean I have a lot of knowledge. I've just seen Well, you yeah, you've been, you at least have more experience. Yeah. Um, so I, I got to be honest, um, up until probably within the last five years or so, I wasn't a huge fan of musicals. That's um, how I started. I was a lot younger when I finally started watching them. But you know, I I just kind of it just for me a, a lot of the musicals and up until like Hamilton or even some like maybe even The Lion King, which is obviously just visually stunning. Um, I just my biggest problem with musicals was always the pace at which they progressed the story. I felt like in certain musicals that I had watched in the past, it just was very like you're supposed to. And like, I, I know this is kind of like anybody who's a, who's into music or is into a choir or has like any type of an appreciation for singing would just be like slapping me on the head. Like you're not doing it because you want to progress the movie as quickly as possible. You're doing it to sit there and enjoy somebody's talent while they sing. Well, I've been, I even, I, I'm an idiot. So I tried out for boys choir 
when I found out my other buddies weren't going to try out, I kind of threw the whole thing. My mom was a little pissed because I probably would have made it, but I didn't. I saved her a lot of money because those <laughs> trips cost a lot. But I've been, I've been in choir my whole life, and I had the same questions before I saw my first musical. I mean, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was a doc, a jock, but right. I played sports and stuff. I didn't get into that stuff too, so I had the same right. thoughts. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and so I, I just kind of that was kind of the when I listened to musicals, it was it was too much of a frustration of the lead character singing about how much they love the other lead character for five freaking yeah. minutes and, like, and explaining how like, like every, yeah, every time they have to break out into song, that's what a musical is though. Yeah. And it, and I, I guess it's kind of, you have to appreciate it for that. It's, it's the journey. It's not the destination. No. And I'm used to watching a movie where, you know, for me, a lot of like these action or suspense or thriller movies where it's like, you know, a fairly quick plot is, you know, it's moving along. There's things happening. You're progressing a story. You don't go back and repeat yourself. And like, that's not what a musical is. No, it's, I mean, like the, the stories you're talking about, it's more about a lot of special effects and stuff in the storyline, but there's, this musicals are all about the dialogue, and the dialogue is is singing. Right. Like I right. got a new shoe. I have to sing about it. I mean, right. that's right. kind of how I felt yeah. about it at first. But I, like I said, I, I was a grass fairy, so people wouldn't have called me a jock. But I played sports. I was in sports all the time. And stuff. I got. I was in choir though. Select choir. We were called the Easterners because I went to Appleton East, and we got to go to New York on a select you know on a trip, and we got to sing in St. Patrick's Cathedral. That was pretty awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And. One of the things we got to do was see a, a play on or a musical on Broadway, and I saw Phantom, and I, I was blown away. Right. And I'm this stupid little, you know, 16, 17-year-old going, oh, yeah, you know, all sports, and, oh, this is awesome. It, it, yeah. it, it was awesome. It, it, well, yeah, and I think that it's definitely, like, one of those things where unless you've experienced it in person, you really can't appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, you're you know? probably going to downplay it because, oh, I'm too cool for that, and then you see it, and you're like, it, it does. It, it takes you in, and it... If you pay attention and don't fall asleep like I did during Les Mis the both times <laughs> I saw it. But, I mean, it's still, it's entertaining and it's a different kind of entertainment, as right. you said. Right, It's It's, yeah, it's it's about a, you know, clearly a more, you know, the, the, the talents aren't, the, there's a different type of talents. Like, and I, I would even argue that you have to take it up a notch. Like, there's a lot of actors that I'm sure are not very good at singing. No. If you're in a musical, you need to be good at acting. You need to be good at singing. You need to be good at dancing. Yes. I mean, there's just a lot of things in your repertoire that you need to be on point with. Yeah. That I don't know that everybody can do it. So it's it's like I said, it's it's a there's a there's a lot more going on. You're 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 not just the simple get from A to B. There's there's a lot of and, you know. And I mean, further to that point, whether you're making it or not, the hustle. Right, like oh, on a right. regular TV show or movie, they got time between scenes and stuff. Like the stage is constantly changing; yep. they have to get off and get on and get changed and all that stuff. The yeah, the wardrobe changes, the scene changes. That's got to be tiring alone. I mean, the people who are are running the lights, the people that are running the music, the people that are running. The, it's a well-oiled you know, machine. It's a very yeah, yep. Um, so I guess that's was kind of mine. I, you know, I obviously fell in love with Hamilton, and part of the reason for that is because well, I'm a huge history nerd. So I loved the story and everything that they were talking about, but I felt like that one, especially they really progressed it. Quickly. Oh, yeah. Like it didn't, it didn't seem like they dwelled on things very long. Like it was kind of like, and now we're going to the next scene. And then this song is progressing the storyline. It's not just focusing on one thing. Well, and that story hasn't necessarily been told that well. I mean, it's not a well-known story, the right. story of Alexander Hamilton, but it is in history books. 
So they kind of needed to progress through it quickly and not just dwell on certain aspects. Right, probably. right. But what's what's so unique about that show was the way it was done. I mean, the music is not as traditional and stuff. It was hip-hop. Even the, the cast, um, these are all crusty old white men that they're portraying. And it was, it was a, not even an all-black cast, but a lot it of... It was a very multicultural young, cast. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of young African-Americans playing these roles and nailing it. I mean, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And I like that twist on it, you know. Right, and that's. I mean, we'll we'll talk about some of the big names in musicals. Uh, obviously, Lin Manuel Miranda and uh, his name is Andrew. Now. Andrew Lloyd Weber, Weber and yeah. you know a couple other, but uh, but yeah. So uh, musicals that I've seen, um, I've seen Hamilton. Uh, really? Back? Yeah. <laughs> haven't talked about that. <laughs> um, back in college. I definitely did not appreciate it for what it was, but Les Mis came to Milwaukee, uh, and we were able to get, like, discount tickets through school, so I went and saw that. Um, I've seen I've seen Lion King. That's really good. Uh, I think there was one called Waitress, um, and then Miss Saigon was the most recent one that I saw. I haven't seen that. It's pretty good though. I've, I've that it was, it was all right. It was, it, it was interesting. I'll yeah. just leave it at that. Sure. Um, but, uh, it, uh, that, that was part of a package. We had, we had bought a, a season for season ticket package for the Fox cities performing arts center because we wanted to make sure that we got the Hamilton tickets. Um, cause of COVID a lot of things have been, you know, canceled and refunds right. and all that. But, uh, but yeah, so that's I know. Um, like I said, you've been to it a decent amount, so uh, that was my experience. And you kind of talked a little bit more. Anything else you want to add as far as wh- how you what your experience has been with with musicals? Well, actually, like I said, I, I mean, I was sixteen, seventeen year old kid when I got my first taste of it. I, that same trip, I got to see an off Broadway play that's fairly popular called The Fantastics. Um, okay, and that it's really well known. I couldn't tell you what it's even about at this point, but. <laughs> That's how, I mean, but it did stick. I remember liking it, whatever right. that means. But I've actually seen, you know, with different people, and I've, I've been to Minneapolis to see them. I've been to Chicago. I've been to Vegas. I've been to a lot of different venues in, in the Performing Arts Center in, in Appleton and the Widener Center in Green Bay. And I, I went through all my ticket stubs because I keep those because I'm a nerd that way. I've seen Phantom twice, one on Broadway. That was the first one i ever seen, and I saw it at, at the pack. I saw Les Mis twice. I fell asleep at the same point both times. <laughs> so at least I'm consistent, an idiot. I saw Music Man. I've seen Grease. I saw Rent. I saw Lion King. Spam a lot. That was hilarious. That's based on um, Monty Python. The oh, yep, Grail. yep. Yeah. I saw Beauty and the Beast. I've seen Jersey Boys. I saw Hamilton. No, seriously, I did. Uh, and then there was... Have we a- mentioned we like Hamilton. <laughs> and then there's a show I saw in Vegas last time I was there. It was called Sex Tips for Straight Women from a Gay Man. Not as wildly known, wow. but very interesting. Yeah, and it's the players a mouthful, aren't as big, but mouthful in itself. I had what? to write it down because I was going to sprain my tongue trying to say it otherwise. But <laughs> that's what I've all seen. So, and that's not even we're not even covering like movies. Like we're talking no, about the actual just on physical on stage um, musicals that we've seen. Yeah, uh, we're gonna you know I guess we can talk about that right now. Um, on top of you know the physical on stage productions of these musicals a lot of these have either been turned into movies Movies. or a movie i would say certain movies are just an extension of the musical genre well grease right so you've got grease you've got 
Les Mis became a movie, I think, in the last 10 years. Yep. Uh, Phantom obviously became sure. a couple, I think, a couple different versions of that. Um, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Yep. I've seen the movie. I Lion King, clearly. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. So, and then one of my favorite movies that I don't think has actually become a musical. They might, maybe they they do did have it on Broadway at one point, but um, The Greatest Show was very, oh, yeah. very good. And I mean, one, and there's a couple other big names. We, we didn't mention Cats because I've never actually seen that. Oh, yeah. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I, I guess that's amazing. I want to yeah, see that. That's what I've heard. I really, yeah, I've heard really good things list. about that one. Yep. Yeah. Um, but so then... Then kind of, like I said, kind of taking a different branch or kind of like a different, you know, fork in the road of in the musical branch. I mean, I don't know how old I was until I figured it out, but a lot of Disney movies, not Pixar, but Disney movies Disney. are just musicals. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. We mentioned two right there. Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin. Yeah. Um, Moana more recently, sure. Brave. I think Brave. They at least had a couple songs. I think in you're it. right. Yeah, I remember um, seeing a the, So play. there's so there's these movies that never you know some of them don't ever even become a Broadway show per se, but are still a musical in the movie format. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, but some of them do make the stage. They make right. that conversion exactly. very easily. I mean, Lion King. I think I was watching some YouTube video about Broadway musical. I think Lion King's like top five longest running musicals ever. Oh. We you know? took my four-year-old. I think he was four. He had to pee before it started, and I we weren't even trying to be sadistic. We were just like, "No, we're in our seats. Just so many people." He didn't flinch. His eyes were wide open, right. taking it all in. He didn't say he had to pee. He didn't even wet himself. So yeah. I mean, even a four-year-old could appreciate it. it. Was that well done? And that's a good segue into how they are able to utilize it. And I wouldn't even say that, you know, you know, we talked about the special effects, right? You said like special effects in movies and like how there's action movies and the things that like in a regular movie, you can do obviously certain things that you can't do physically. Oh, the pyrotechnics and all that yep. stuff. Yeah. So, but what I think that it's not even like a handicap because they can't use like, you know, digitally, you know, put something in front of the screen. I think that it's almost like it's a challenge, but it's a good thing. If you take just the Lion King, I'm, I am getting to a point here. I'm not just, you know, word vomiting. <laughs> this is what we do with our <laughs> We've had um, 20 of these already. They know. Basically, what I'm trying to get at is Lion King's a really good example of this. The, the props, the the stage work, the lighting, the the way that this may even stages move like in Hamilton. They are able to use these physical tricks of the eye and costumes yeah. and all these things to really have this like fully immersive experience. It um, feels like you're part of the scene. You're a part. I mean, changing. especially like in the Lion King, they got like actors in these giant, you know, elephants and 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 huge uh, costumes. You know, these costumes and they're like these stuff. like basically puppets, and they're walking down the aisle next to you, and they're doing all these things. So. I think that in that regard, it's also a unique medium for, um, you know, displaying an idea or telling a story because they're able to utilize things that it's, it's not, it's not this, like, you know, watching a musical on TV is just not the same experience. It's still watching a movie. It's, you're watching it on TV. You, I would rather watch it in real life, you know, because there's just something, there's something about experiencing that. Well, as you're saying this, even the way they leave the stage or like you say, everybody knows they have to change the scenery in the background. That that's all part of this well-oiled machine. It's, it's artistic. Even the way they exit the stage, they're dancing as they do. There's, there's a, there's an art to it. 
right. that you oh, don't necessarily yeah. see in TV or and I, and I think that's the best way to describe it. It's, it's an art form. It's a very... It's but a, it's its own unique niche kind yep, of you it's know, a, that you don't see in the other forms. It's a dynamic art form that allows for storytelling in a unique way. Yeah. You know, you, and, they, and got, they consider every component. Like like you say, leaving the stage, even the orchestra pit and all that stuff. Some of them bring that into the to the forefront a lot right? of times, you know? so Right. You know, we've talked about like theme music playing in the background of certain movies like they talked about like um how in certain star wars movies they'd have like like a darth vader theme in the background is like a you know kind of a uh you know foretelling of what's to come of anakin or whatever yeah they do that a lot in these the in musicals right they're very very like intentional about the way things sound the way like language and 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 like i said lin-manuel miranda is really good at being super hyper-focused on those details oh, and yeah. making sure that he does not waste a single word that's said during his production. And like you said, each and every aspect of the of the play itself, the dialogue, the, you know, the, the script, all that is every detail is considered. And that's why that's right. so well-received because it's just perfectly done from beginning to end. Yep. Know? And and even the stuff that's going on in the background, you know, you've got the lead, lead person talking and there's somebody doing something behind yeah. them that's part of the story. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's contributing. Because, like, a lot of times, you know, especially, I would say, with musicals, it's like you've got that, like, it's not like, it's not, it wouldn't be called breaking the fourth wall, but it's like this idea of, like, the audience knows something that the main character doesn't know. Yeah, oh, you know, there's sure. something going on that they didn't see or like they're off to the side and something, you know. So they they play on those types of. And that does you know, happen more in musicals than you see in TV shows right. and movies. That's true. You know, it's it's really a it's a it's it's that visual in like the uh, forefront and in, in the and what's happening behind the the main characters. Well, and, I mean, and know. these creators, these producers and directors, they know how people work. Not everybody's focused on that where the main spotlight. People are paying attention to what's going on in the back, so they have right. to consider that. You know, right? Even if it's in the dark, people are still watching, and they. Any any inconsistency, people are gonna pinpoint on you know. And and it's also like I said, different than sitting there and you got a TV screen in front yeah, of you where you can they see have it. to focus on that character. Yeah, talking, so you don't have right? any choice but to see that. You are just looking at that character talking. They might pan to one character, you know, but you're not that. It's a different, like I said, it's just a different way to experience. Well, a and story, it's live, you know. So right. Oh yeah. That's, somebody, I mean, that's not, not even the, totally forgot about the that. fact that they're doing this live and it's not recorded. They can you know? make mistakes and, yeah. and and they they improvise a lot of times right. because you know they got to feed off what somebody else did. I am either sure. as a mistake or you know right. on purpose to just I, jazz it up a bit. I'm sure that as part of musical training or the people that are doing this as professionally, improvise they have like, like some sort of a improv improvising lesson or like oh. they talk. You know, they train you to basically, you know, okay, well I forgot my line. But I know what the next line was, and I know what the last line was, and I can, you know, ad lib or I can change something or we can do something to kind of go back and forth. Fill in the gaps. And I'm sure that the 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 actor or actress that is, you know, in that scene with them is able to play off of that and realize, okay, oh, they forgot their line. I mean, I've got to I've got to modify the way that I'm responding to this now. And, well, you know, and they the rehearse and they practice, so it probably even happens there. But yeah. I'm sure most of these actors have been around a while. They've taken the improvisa- improvisation class. Man, that's a hard word to say. It is. I've I've tried to say it before in our podcast, and I've failed miserably. Well, so that's all, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, I mean that that's that's an aspect that you don't necessarily have to deal with on the big screen or on TV because right. they can edit. You can't right. edit the live stage. You know? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, exactly. You're. And that's why I think it's so much more demanding, or part of the reason why it's, well, so it's got to be so draining. Um, 
you know, but, and this is another good segue to talk about. And just, I don't have, like I said, Mickey, Mickey's a, a little bit more knowledgeable, a lot more knowledgeable. Well, on, Mickey on also read a lot more musicals <laughs> than I am. But one of the things that I guess, and, and maybe, maybe you're like me and you don't have a whole lot of interest in musicals or never really looked into them or been a part of them at all. Um, one of the things I didn't realize, so, so you've got, you know, like the, the Fox City's PAC, right? That's, that's right in our backyard. They have rotating, you know, something comes and they play for a couple months and then there's another thing that comes in. And so I didn't realize that Broadway, obviously everybody's here about Broadway musical, off Broadway, you know, Broadway quality, whatever. Um, Each theater, I didn't realize this, each theater actually has a specific musical that plays for like a year. On Broadway, yeah. On Broadway. And that's the only musical that plays at that theater. When you think about that's it, awesome. that makes that's first of all, it's awesome. Second of all, it makes a lot of sense. These are not small sets. No. You you don't want to have to change this out every other weekend. Yeah. You know, so I I never really sat down and thought about it, but uh, that's that's part of the aspect of this is like the uh, I think it the Roy Roy Rogers Theater I think is where they filmed it for the uh, Hamilton what what they did for Disney Plus. That theater only had Hamilton for a couple of years. So you've got a situation where that's the only musical that's playing in, you know, that one building. And then you go down Broadway and you go, you don't go and like buy a ticket like, oh, this is going to be playing at this theater uh, next that weekend. Day, like yeah. it's no, you go to that theater to buy the musical ticket for that theater. Well, and it's so. not. Sex tips for straight women from a gay man. These are big name (laughs) shows that people want to see. Lion King, Les Mis. They know there's going to be a consistent audience all the time, too. Right, exactly. So you've got, yeah. And and I'm sure that helps for the people that are doing these musicals. These, these, they call them actors? I don't even know what they're called. You mean performers? Performers, yeah. I guess performers. Performers is Um, more So these people, you know, are going to, basically, they're going to work every day, you know, and they're playing two or three shows a day. It's like a 40-hour week Holy cow, I can't imagine. The mental, the mental, like... Fortitude. Fortitude, or like the... uh, what is what is it called the the when you instead of sprinting you're running a marathon. Oh, the endurance. The yeah. endurance that has that goes into that the mental endurance. Oh, especially because it's the script doesn't change. Like you say, there might be ad libbing here and there, improv, improvising. Man, that word keeps catching us. But <laughs> but I mean, you're doing the same thing. I mean, granted, if I think about our jobs, but we do different projects and stuff like that. They're literally doing the same script right. with the same performers. Every time. And they so, got to be on. Yeah, you, you can't know. just be having a bad day, you know. you, you got to find a way to motivate. And maybe that's why they do jazz it up a lot. Right. Maybe ad-lib here and there. But I, mean, I would I would consider it very similar to like a, a touring uh, uh, artist or singer or band. Oh, right? exactly. you got to perform. The same you know, songs. If I'm going to Kansas City, they're expecting my best performance in Kansas City. They're also expecting my best performance in Milwaukee. Sure. So I need to be able to. They want the same to, songs they've been hearing and they for want, decades. Yeah, they want to be able to enjoy it, and they want. It's not like you just get to take a day off. No. But you're doing the same thing. And you can't just start. No. You can't have a whole show covering somebody else's music. They want your music. Right. That's what they paid for. Exactly, and that and that, like I said, I think that that could be said about musicals, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
so that's you know like i said that i thought that was interesting i you know was learning about some of the longest running musicals i think i said uh Lion King and, and Phantom, I think, were up there as some of the longest-running, continuously-running musicals. Because they're just that popular. Right. Um, what else did you... I know, you, like I said, you had a couple things that, as far as Broadway or the history of musicals... Or yeah, anything. I mean, it, it might take me a minute to get through this, but what I read is, first of all, the best musicals have three essential qualities. Brains, which means intelligence and style. Heart, you know, they're genuine and believable emotion. And then courage, the guts to do something creative and exciting, because like you say, it's it's the same thing over and over. So you got to find your own niche for all these musicals. That's right. so different. Right. Um, I guess I'll get through this as fast as I can. It started, like I said, fifth century BC. The Greeks included music and dance and stage comedies, tragedies as early as then. Some Athenian playwrights may have included existing songs. It's known that Aeschylus. That's not supposed to sound dirty. <laughs> And Sophocles composed their own musicals or, you know, musical theater. Right. Staged in open amphitheaters. Yep. They, they featured sexual humor, political and social satires, jugglers, and anything else entertaining. These musical has, musicals had no direct effect on development of music, modern musicals, but they demonstrate that show tunes have been around for 2,500 years. Right. Music, I mean, obviously music is a part of the human experience yeah well there it's, is, it's a way to express you yourself. would be very very I, I don't know if somebody please enlighten me or email monty and mickey at gmail.com if there's nice. a culture out there that doesn't have some form of music oh, even, whether it's you know banging on coconut drums even or tribes, you know you know people who are don't have any type of electricity or any type of you know those type of technology music is still a part of their culture so it does not surprise me that Eventually, as a human race, we're like, hey, we should perform this in front of people and tell a story instead of just standing there and singing, you know, like let's 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 do something more than that. And so that doesn't surprise me. Sorry to cut you off. No, no. I mean, just a good point. I think that, you know, like I said, it's part part of the reason why musicals are so popular. Part of the reason why we enjoy them so much is because music in general is just so much a part of you can't. It, that's an old joke, right? Is like somebody asks you what kind of music, you're like, oh, I don't like music. It's like nobody says yeah, that. Exactly. There's nobody. There, I, I mean, I've listen, people, people that, that I hang out with, yeah, don't ever I have say heard that. People I've never say that, and then I went, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Well, you're, you're not you're, there's there's something. It's just like food. It, yeah, there's something that like you food. like. You know, yeah, exactly. Oh, I drink water and eat bread all day. It's like, no, you like, there's something that you're passionate about. I don't like oxygen. Breathing is overrated and too much work. Right. It's it's almost along those lines is that music is a part of what it means to be human. Well, like you say, even tribal. I mean, African tribal, you know, they have music. And there's actually a new band, an alternative band called The Who that kind of introduces that with a strong beat and bass and stuff. But it's that kind of, you know more tribal type music and yeah, stuff and it's right. it's powerful. Well that that's what I'm saying is like you'll find you'll find you know people that dig up ancient ruins and it's like oh there's a guy that played that howled out a gourd and turned it into a flute yeah. thing or yeah, whatever or, you know? or a drum or whatever. Or, yeah. Exactly. So there's there's always been, you know, I a some form or another I would think in the course of human history there's always been music whether it's not it's been incorporated into a musical per se so well and that's why like you say 25 years 100 years sounds like a long time but music's probably been around a lot longer but they've maybe recorded history or there's documentation of some sort that said they started making stories with it yep yep well then further the 
Romans took it further. Third uh, century BC comedies of Plautus include song and dance with orchestra. Man, these words are too many syllables. Orchestral accompaniment. To make dance steps more audible, they actually put metal chips on their shoes, creating the first tap shoes. Oh, okay. Their, their stagecraft special effects still echo in our time. So the, the Romans actually made an impact on what we still right. do today. And we're not even we're not even covering things like the no. Rockettes. No, this you know, is like, a quick synopsis. This is, yeah. what, what I'm saying is that's a that would be another branch of off the musical tree. Oh, yeah. Is like... Like performance, stomp, and, and the and, rock, you know, stuff like tap that. dancing. It, well, that's what I was getting at. Is like tap dancing, yeah. Like people who do swing dancing, or like those types of like those things that are like they're doing a performance that wouldn't be classified as a musical. And the entire show is just based on that skill set. Yeah, right. Well, like you say, Stomp is an amazing show. They're just banging on garbage cans and right. stuff, you know? Isn't it Blue Man Group kind of? It's along those that? lines, yeah. 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 There, there, there's some comedy in there, too. But like you say, it's along the lines of a musical. Then they're kind of telling a story. It's a performance that tell, yeah, it tells yeah. a story, yep. So then we get to the Middle Ages. Um, Europe, in Europe, they had traveling minstrels that, with enroving troops of performance offering popular songs and slapstick. And then in the 12th and 13th centuries, tradition of religious dramas mm. started to appear. Makes um, sense. Yeah. Exa- well, yeah. Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Well, maybe it's not that old, but it's based on... Well, yeah, but that's shows, what I'm yeah. saying along that, you know, those lines of, you know, something that's based in a religious... Telling the story of the Bible, uh, yeah. basically. Yeah. Right, exactly. By the 1700s, two forms were common in Britain, and this is where... It, you can't bear with me. Um, they were... Common in Britain, France, and Germany, they were ballad operas, borrowing popular songs with rewritten lyrics, and then comic operas, having original scores and mostly romantic plot lines. The word opera was used, but they were not, at least as we know them today, the same right. kind of things. They were right. musicals, but that was the word that they yep. used. Yep, and obviously opera being another, yet another branch twig of the musical, you and know. those might be along more the lines what we were saying that we thought musicals once were, because they... I mean, a lot of times it's in um, Italian is or it a, Latin. Yeah, I was going to say Italian or Latin usually. So is, you don't necessarily you know, understand the lyrics, but you can probably follow just from the emotion of the songs and, yeah. and just the storyline and stuff. But those might be hard to sit through because the songs last even longer. And it's just, right. if you don't appreciate the music and the art that's going on, you're going to yeah, be bored out of your skull. Right, you're, you're appreciating it for what that that song is and not... And the talent of the uh, yes, performer that yes, is exactly, doing Exactly, exactly. So then... Just to finish it up, as of now, musical theater includes stage, film, TV, as we mentioned, and cabaret, which featuring music, song, dance, recitation, or drama with audience, often dining and drinking or sitting oh, at tables. Okay, I didn't even think about the fact that you throw in a dining aspect, Exa- of, and know. then and there's performances being introduced by the MC. So yeah, I yep. mean they're actually being. It's like a comedy show along. along well, those lines. we went to Vegas. Now that you bring that up. Obviously, Vegas, you know, has tons of performance and musicals and singing and everything else. We actually went to something called Friends the Musical. Oh, yeah. So that was that style. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, I didn't even think, yeah. But it's another style where, I mean, I don't know, I think it was more drinks. I don't think they had a lot of food there, but But it was like you were sitting at a table and it was like a comedy club setting and they were. Doing a musical, so but it's I can not totally improv and it's not a comedy standard right. routine, right? So exactly. it is, it is a play, and like you say, you're either being you're having drinks like you would at a comedy um, club, yeah, club, yeah. Yep. That's the big word I couldn't think of. <laughs> club, 
Or, you know, but it, it's it's still a different niche in this yeah. whole storyline, you know? And I would say, I guess, I've always... Uh, th- this is the type of things I think about, so God help my wife, because these are the type of things that I analyze and think, like, super detailed about. But I, I, I usually... She just did Yahoo in the background. <laughs> in, in terms of the... I heard it. In terms of the classifications <laughs> of, you know... And obviously, this is a very broad strokes classification of theater, Let's just say theater, right? Yeah. So you've got a play that doesn't have any singing or minimal singing, if any, right? So it's it's a story. Actual like play. We yeah. went to see A Christmas Carol in um, in Minneapolis one time, and they had its you know stages and everything else. It's not musical. They're right? not singing. They're not singing, right? So you got a play, you got a musical, and then you've got things like opera or ballet. Yeah. Right. So. Which is even more musical than a musical. For my enjoyment, it goes from most enjoyable to least enjoyable. Yeah, I'm not sure I would enjoy... I would would do a ballet, especially for, you know, a woman that I was really into, but... I did do that it once. once yeah. See, I well, see, you're further along than me. Well, I've been single for a long time. But, <laughs> but what I was gonna say that's is that's not the only reason. Okay, gather around, kids. This is this is Monty telling a story. Monty's telling a story. So everybody, you know, pay Fireside attention. Chat. So, so my ex girlfriend, which some would just call my wife, uh, and I went to a uh, ballet for. <laughs> she did, did you pick up on that? Did you pick up on that? She did. Um, <laughs> she had as part of her a class. She had to go to a ballet for. She was given a couple different options, but Milwaukee Ballet. There oh was, yeah, I think there I was remember a, you telling. There me. was a it's something that she had to like write a report on or whatever. It was and part she of some. You along for the fun. So of course she's not going to go by herself, and and I came along for it. And I'm Supportive thinking, okay, husband. you know, I'm a pretty open minded guy. I you know I I try to she's laughing in think the background and the experience record. things that I haven't experienced before. You know. Let's try it out. You know, I am, I would not be something that I go and see normally on a Friday night. But you ripped off all your clothes and started throwing stuff at the stage, didn't you? So we get there, and Monty's not that guy for the record. The uh, what? It, what is the? I forget. I know what the story was because it was a character Dorian. in Dorian Gray, the story of Dorian Gray. Right Life to the rescue once again. Um, it was a ballet. So again, not a musical, not a play. Not all that exciting for a lot of So a lot of a lot of dancing. We sat down, <laughs> we we started we <laughs> we started watching it and I'm sitting there and if you can imagine, you know, you know, uh, you know, Midwestern kid from Amro sitting in the Milwaukee Ballet Theater in downtown Milwaukee and Did I've you got have my a playbill I've got my playbill and I'm I'm like rifling through it. I'm like trying to keep up with like what the heck is going on? I, I can't follow like like I'm trying to like follow it like you would like a musical or a play like you know act one, act two, and I'm just like, keeping like completely like, lost. Like, like a I'm baseball just, game. What right, exactly. I'm like what is, like I'm like looking at the people around me like are you do you know what's going on? I don't know what's this guy's been doing circles and you know, curtsying for the last five minutes. What is he doing? And so we, we made it to the intermission, right? So I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, okay, my wife, you know, she's clearly more cultured than I am. She has a lot more respect for the, the musical arts. She was in choir. She's just, you know, more into plays and in musicals and all that stuff. So I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to, right. Beauty and the beast. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I, and I look at her and I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to sit through the rest of this thing. If, you know, it, this is what Give she wants to do. So this, is her, this, is, this, is her, this is her thing or this is her class. She looks at me and she goes, 
Oh, yeah. At intermission, she goes, so do you want to stay for the rest oh, of it? We're out of here. And I'm like, oh, my God. I thought that I thought that we were on a completely different wavelength. I don't know what the F was going on for the last 15 minutes. And she, and on our way down, we 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 got in the elevator, and we we, we go down, and we're, like, kind of, like, semi-dressed up to dress. Like, as a ballet, you know, you yeah. got to be, you know. So we, we get, we're, like, it, right, we're in the elevator, and, uh. The guy goes something. I forget what he said to us, but he said, oh, you guys cutting out early? Like, I think he was, like, making a joke. Like, he didn't really think we were cutting out early. And we just kind of, like, nervously no. laugh at each other and look at each other like, ah, yeah. They're on to and, us. And he goes, oh, okay, well, I guess music, or I guess ballet just isn't for everybody. And I'm like, and we just walked out the door. Thank you for calling us out, I was like, stranger. Oh. So... I guess all that to say, if, if if you don't like something, don't be ashamed if you don't like it. If you like something, if you like a musical, or if you like a certain type it of musical, crap what anybody do says. it. Go and see it. I got an A on that paper. It, for the record, my she wife did get She only saw half the show, and she got an A. That's right. how good of a be, uh, she, student she is. She, yeah. the she brought the yeah. playbill home with us and read the rest what of it. What is that so. called? Uh, yeah. What was the name? They yeah. danced a lot, and it <laughs> It was very emotional. Plagiarism, that's the word. <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah, yeah, I guess in, in... I would still go see a ballet just to well, have the I, same I would experience. Even, I would even go... Well, I, I would even go and see an opera, you know, yeah. just at least once. It's not something that I'd probably oh, go, you know, I mean, even a soprano voice, if they don't break glass, I mean, it's a beautiful... I mean, if right. they, and I like the, you know, more deeper, like, alto voices and stuff, and I was in choir, that's why I sound all these stupid little terms that are flowing out of my mouth, but, I, I mean, I would appreciate that, because I, I played piano right. for nine years and all that stuff, but it does tend to drain on you after a while. There's not, singing. yeah. I mean, it's, you can appreciate the art and the talent that goes behind it, but it's like, okay, I got the gist of it. It's like staring at the Grand Canyon. It's amazing, it's overwhelming, it's gorgeous. Okay, I looked at this hole for two and a half hours now. Maybe we should go look at something else for a while. So, and that's, yeah, we're not in any way saying that these people are talented not or they're not good at their it. job. But it's just, Maybe just we're not something, yeah, it's just not something that, you know, we're super into. Some people are really into, you know, cla- you know certain types of wine or they're into, oh, yeah. you know, certain types of artwork and, and paintings and a certain you know, artists or whatever. And, it's you know, it's, it's, it's just not necessarily for everybody. And that's, that's okay. We yeah. realize that not everybody loves Batman as well, much as I do. And I don't, <laughs> most people don't like Batman. Ironically enough, in certain versions of Batman, he went to an opera with his parents I was gonna the say, night that his parents were killed. Cause but, they were well to do. So that's the kind of well, clearly. upper class kind of stuff that they, maybe that's it. Maybe we came from well, yeah. poverty stricken. My family. last name isn't Wayne. So yeah. But, but I mean, I might even appreciate an opera or a ballet. I haven't done it yet, but I, I'm assuming I won't appreciate as much a musical or a movie right. or something like that. But, right. You know, to each his own. At least you gave it a try. Yeah, and I like I said, I I I don't even need to know what the play is about, and I'll go to a play. Oh sure, yeah. You know, exactly. I, I've seen different like there's different like local productions like at my high school or at my oh, college. I saw them you know, at, at that just right you know, right, yeah. I'd go and and watch you know whatever. Um, but yeah, I guess. Like I said, on, on the on the scale of most enjoyable, least enjoyable, it's kind of where where I fall. So you'd rather perform the ballet than be than watch it. Oh, maybe that's not <laughs> maybe that if I had a couple more uh, like a adult beverages in me, <laughs> that, that wouldn't be I guarantee you that I'm not not making any money off of it. <laughs> Hopefully not. Well, people might want to watch. Yeah, this too. yeah. Not for the ways we're talking. Though. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said. Uh, t- to touch on some of the big names and, and like 
I'm not well versed in a lot of the big names in, in musicals, but um, Lin-Manuel Miranda has been around for a while. Uh, at least the two musicals that I know of that he's done on top of writing songs for movies like Moana, um, he wrote In the Heights, which was a musical oh, that, that I think either was nominated or won. That was pretty popular too. Um, some, I think, Emmy? No, what is the... Grammy, not, maybe? There is one for... I forget what the award is specifically for... for performing perform, arts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, like the stage. Golden variety. Globe? No, not Golden Globe. Anyways. There is one specific. Been nominated, I think, and it was very successful. They were making a live-action movie of it, not just a recording of a performance of it. And then, obviously, Hamilton. And then certain things that he's been involved in. Like I said, he's wrote a couple of Disney... for a couple of Disney songs... And he's been he's kind of been around, and the man is just so talented. I I mean, the the wit, the how sharp he is, the way that he conveys information, it's it's incredible. Um, just first of all, watching this man perform, which I'm sure that he enjoys, but the way that he pulls everything together. I mean, like I said before, in Hamilton, there isn't one word or one song that's just a filler or wasted in any way. Um, and then, uh, like I said, the other big name that I know of, at least in musical um, fame or that, that's big, you know, big name in music musicals is uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um and Mickey, I know Most you've you've mentioned him a couple times. Well, yeah, I lo- I have a few CDs just with his music in them. So what what is some of the Tony Awards? That's Tony Award, yes. Uh, what is his? What is some of the big things that he's known for? Like I guess what you know you've talked about a couple of them. What musicals has he done or been a part of? Uh well, I mean, Cats, Memory, everybody knows that song. There's a few songs. Yeah. Um, Mr. Mistopheles. There's a lot of songs from there that. Um, let's see. Evita, Phantom of the Opera. I've got one CD that just has like six or eight of his different, um, one big hit from different musicals. Oh, okay. Kind of like um, a greatest hits album. Yeah, for just covering different. So so is he some, he writes the songs, right? Yeah. Well, okay. here, um, I, I wrote down kind of a history of Phantom of the Opera, which is my favorite because that's the one that okay. introduced me to it, and I got to see it on Broadway, so I'm, you know, name-dropping again right? for the third time. It's a kind of a big deal here. I'm yeah. kind of, you know, you guys are if, very if lucky to be graced with the presence of, you know, I, I was him, enter, him entering your ear holes right yeah. now. That's my shining moment with a sad, pathetic existence. But, like, the best-known version of Phantom is a musical um, with music by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, lyrics by Charles Hart and book by Lloyd Webber and Richard Stilgo. Um, the first performance of Fan of the Opera was October 9, 1986. Andrew Lloyd Webber is the guy. He he does he makes the music and stuff. Somebody else actually writes the 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 play itself. Oh, he, he oh, okay. creates the music that goes along okay. with it. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, these, these types of productions are not a one-man show. There's a no, lot of players, a lot of things, in. moving parts. Yep. But... To his credit, and maybe more so than he deserves. I don't know. That's I'm not trying to say that, but the music is usually what's remembered from these more than anything. So, and he's done some iconic songs that people, you know, "Fan of the Opera" is a really popular song from that show. "Memory," like you say, is one of the most iconic songs of all time from these. So the guy's been around, and he does some beautiful work. So I mean, yeah, and and so "Phantom of the Opera" and "Cats" were those. Uh, Evita, he, he's. Um, 
Don't cry, don't cry for me, Argentina. That's another big hit okay. from Avita. So I mean, he's, did he? He wasn't involved in um, Rent, was he? I don't think he was in that one. But th- there's some other big name shows that I'm I'm forgetting about. Those are some of the biggest ones: Cats and Family Opera. Right. Too iconic. I thought there was. I think there was another one that that I read. Oh, he's about done recently. a lot. Yeah. So, but but either way, I mean, like I said, you know, in trying to keep this podcast in a reasonable time and just kind of doing, like I said, a a. Uh, Overview of musicals. Here's a bit of a list. Sorry to cut you off. Joseph. Nope. Yeah, go ahead. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. That's okay. his. Sunset Boulevard, Starlight Express, Love Never Dies, which is kind of an extension or a spinoff of The Phantom. Um, some of the cats, like I said, Aspects of Love, Evita, The Likes of Us. Some of these are a little lesser known, but those are some of the most iconic shows that have ever been done. And he, right. School of Rock is another one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, from twenty fifteen. Yeah. So was School Rock. Uh, it wasn't a. It wasn't a musical first though. No. They but, turned it into. They turned the movie into a musical. And he wrote the music for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, just like Grease. If you watch Grease in the movie, the songs are a lot more iconic and more recognized. The play, like the song by Frankie Valli, Grease. You know, the 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 title song. Okay. A lot of the most of the other songs that you know from the from the movie with. Um, Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. Yep. Yeah. Are not in the musical. Okay. So it's a bit of a disappointment. It was still really good and the storyline's there, but the music wasn't what you expected when you go and see it. So. Yeah. And that I can see that being a challenge or like a, they have to change things a little bit depending on, you Copyrights know, and you stuff. Know. Well, like that, yeah. copyrights and then also just the way that they do movies compared to musicals. Oh, sure. Right? So they're, they might have to change things up or the way that they... they well, the longevity of a musical is going to be longer than a movie, typically. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, so some other some other big-name musicals that I haven't personally seen that I know are popular, uh, Jersey Boys, I saw that, um, yeah. West Side Story. That's supposed to be really good. Uh, I, think I, see, I think I saw the movie at one point in my middle school life or something. West Side but, Story, yeah. yeah. Well, it's the um, Julia story, basically. Right, right. Um... Jersey Boys was really good. I like Frankie Valli. I've heard a seasons. lot of really good things about that. Or I've seen, like, you know, it's been advertised Well, well music. It's just like Mamma Mia. It's all about the music. Mamma Mia, obviously. Jersey, yeah. Frankie Valli was a huge... I mean, they had a lot of hits. Yeah. He took my kid to that one, too, and he fell asleep for most of it. <laughs> it was like 9.30 at night, so we, we, we let it go. But. Um, but then some of the other musicals that we were supposed to be going to uh, as part of our season tickets or whatever... Uh, Margaritaville. Oh, yeah. Um, They're turning a lot of more common stuff into musicals, too. And then, oh, God, I know that there was at least two other ones. Um, I know Phantom Phantom played this year, and then I think that they... I saw it at the pack a few years ago. So, yeah, there's, like I said, there, and, and those are the type of things that it's like you hear about them, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a popular musical. So, obviously, like I said, they, musicals have a very... A very important part of storytelling and media and in in entertainment, I guess the entertainment industry. Well, they have their own niche. I mean, and like you say, they've been around. Even just the Broadway musicals we're used to have been around for you know decades. Right. Like, well, yeah, uh, exactly. Like you said, the longevity of it, the the way that they, you know, people are are like talking about Lion King, and they're like, oh, I saw that when. I was a kid, and I just brought my kid to it. Like, yeah. you don't do that. Like, sure, I'm going to, you know, pop in 
Endgame when my kid is older and sure. watch it with them. But, like, it's just a different, like, it's an experience, right? And we keep well, going back to like that. Like you say, that show's you know, been running for tens, you God, know, 30, yeah. 40 years. It's always a different cast, which brings a new flavor to it and all that stuff. But right. It was just going to say, is, the you know? casting, the changing cast, you know, you've got the Broadway cast, usually, who's obviously your number one A-team. And then you've got a touring cast, depending yeah. on how popular. So, like, the Hamilton, ha- Hamilton had their Broadway cast with Lynn and the rest of them that were clearly, you know, their A-team. Yeah. But then you had multiple theater groups across that the country tour. who were touring. So, like, that's how, like, you think about, like, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know, take, take any artist, uh, Blake Shelton, right? He's touring the country, oh, yeah, right? Rock bands, like so, like, really, he's, yeah. he's going around the country, he's performing. But it's just him. Yeah. Some of these musicals are so popular, they have multiple groups yeah. so that they can one cover as many different... Now, granted, Blake Shelton shows up in your town and he's playing one show. Yeah. These musicals are here for weeks to months yeah. at a time. Two so three you can't, times a week at You least. can't, you know, there's there's not as much, you know, you can't spread yourself as Well, thin, and that's so. a good... What I was saying, even as they... If they last for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, the retirement... This cast has been right. Everybody received it so well that, that now you got to have new players come in and, right. and maybe right. bring their own spin to it or just try to tribute to the ones that originally did it. You know, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, so that's that's kind of I guess most of what I wanted to cover in terms of you know we talked about the history of musicals, some of the our experiences with musical, what a musical is, why it, why it's so important or why it's such an enjoyable experience. Um, anything else before I jump to the one fan email, if you don't count Google emailing me about strengthening my password, it still um, counts. It still counts. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to cover as far as musicals go or anything? Well, just that- family opera. I wrote a note that said, um, there was a movie really, cause it's been around this long. The movie was released. The story of it has, um, in 1943. Um, wow. it was originally a novel by French writer Gaston Leroux in 1910, Partly inspired by historical events at a Paris opera during 19th century and a apocryphal, which means of doubtful authenticity, but told as wildly true, tale concerning um, the use of former ballet pupil Skeleton in a Carl Maria von Weber's 1841 production of Der Freischitz. So yeah. That's well, where Phantom kind of stemmed from and, and be- evolved, but it's been around... The movie was released in 1943, and then again in 1943. Yeah, God, was it in black and white yeah, in, like, is, yeah. subtitles? Yeah. I mean... It's, yeah, exactly. And and um, the musical actually received the Laurence Olivier Award, which is the highest, you know, honor for a, the longevity, oh, iconic mm-hmm. show that's right. been around for so long. Right. So, yeah, gotcha. I mean, I learned a lot about this stuff that I've, you know, taken for granted since I was 16, 17 when I first saw it. But oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's, yeah, it's I mean, amazing. it's there's, there's, a, there's a, just like anything else, there's so much that goes into it that it's kind of like we just scratched the surface. But if you really wanted to, you could dive deep dive into what uh, it takes to create a musical. It's a whole of, world. I yeah. Mean, yeah, just like movies or anything else. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get into the uh, the fan mail here. So give me one second while I I pull up my email. I gotta sort through hundreds of emails. All right, so we uh, did receive one email. We finally our uh, <laughs> our what what do you call it? Drought Following? is finally over. Um, all right, so this is from I. If if you don't say that you want your name included. Uh, 
in the email, I'll just assume that you don't want your name included in the email. Um, so we'll just call this guy Alex, and we won't give a give a last name. I haven't talked um, to Alex in forever. <laughs> so Alex writes in his, his subject line, keep up the good work. Hey, guys, still loving the show episodes. That sounds sarcastic. <laughs> How can an email sound sarcastic? <laughs> we needed a sarcastic buddy of mine. Uh, whenever we fun. would mess, mess, message each other at work, we'd actually, if we said something sarcastic, because you can't tell in messenger, no. right? We'd put an umbrella and we call it the sarcastic umbrella. That's a so. good idea. Ryan, right. Well, you, sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, Jim and I got along pretty well on the podcast. <laughs> um, Hey guys, still loving the show episodes. I love listening to all the Star Wars episodes. What are your thoughts about the pretend, the potential remakes of the sequels? So we'll we'll get back to that question yeah. in a second. Also, FYI, FYI, it's Ahsoka Tano Duh. in the Clone Wars, and I think I said in Rebels, which I I thought she made an appearance. I totally. I, I just I haven't I watched them, it. so I never watched either one. I'm sorry, um, my day. And there are 182 different Lego colors. If I had a bell, ding, 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 you're the winner. Um, I'll reach out to you and email you uh, to get your address, or um, you may or may not live close enough that I can just put a box in my front yard and you can pick it up. But We've been either way, you for weeks, um, so, we know so he says, he's, keep up the good work, guys. So thank you again. We appreciate that type of fan mail. It's um, your kind of support, Alex, that keeps us going. Right. Um, and the one guy that's listening. I, I, I love the the uh, the cliffhanger, so we'll definitely uh, leave this with you guys. Well, we'll talk about that, that question he had, but um, and the long lines of, like, you know, community involvement or fans reaching out to talk to us. Uh, we do have something that may or may not be in the works for a future episode. So wait with bated breath. We might have a surprise for you guys. Um, if, uh, if you in the future want to email us, maybe we'll send you a little prize for, uh, taking the time to, to send your, your favorite podcast. That's the second time email. he's offered that. So that's legit. Yep. Uh, so let's just quickly talk about this whole fiasco with star wars and i guess that's the best way to describe it you clearly as a diehard star wars fan you're you're clearly more invested into what this means or how this works but the like we had mentioned before essentially the idea has been floated i don't know what type of actual validity this has that they're going to essentially retcon which we talked about the um potentially you said potentially this is just a rumor um, at this point. that they're gonna potentially retcon what would be seven eight and nine and what that means yeah. through um the knowledge that we gleaned from abby is basically they're gonna pull that out of the star wars universe so it's not canon it's not canon it's not part of what but again this is just speculation this is speculation and then they're gonna redo seven a guy eight like jj abrams i'm not sure he's I just as don't. Well known as there's he is. too. It's too messy. They can't cleanly do this. No, and it's just. It was too. It was a big deal. It was a blockbuster. Whether people, all three of them were exactly. I mean, and they're they're part of the Star Wars line, and it was done by Disney. It was done as professionally as all the rest of them. Just because people don't necessarily like it, and like you say, you got some of the best directors and producers in the world. So. I just I don't see this being a reality, but I don't I'd I don't like know to see how another Star Wars movie, you know. So so Abby and I had had talked because uh, I I had sh- sent her a picture. She got one of those 
10 inch baby Yoda pops. Shocking. And she didn't sound interested in that at all. I found something on Reddit that somebody actually repainted it to look like Darth Maul with like the horns coming out and like the color schemes and everything. So we had started a conversation about, you know, Kylo Ren and there's some other things. And what I told her is I'd love to see because they're she's still sour about the fact that they killed him off. And oh, yeah. at the end, sorry, God, that's a spoiler if you haven't seen that movie yeah, yet. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, basically, he, I, I told her I, I'd like to see a couple different things happen as far as like that gap, still utilizing Kylo Ren and that gap between six and seven, mm-hmm. and that they could explore one, his story from like the time he was born until he became. Kylo Ren, kind of similar to what they did with Anakin, right? In the prequels. Yeah, well, and Luke's influence on him and stuff like Luke's that. Luke's influence on him, the whole thing with that. the Jedi or the Jedi Temple that he was developing, even going as far as to show those, you know, more than just a couple glimpses of Leia doing her Jedi training before Kylo Ren oh, yeah. was actually born. Well, even right? maybe to see them as ben a family. Ben Solo was actually born. To see them as a family. Right. Is him would be with. Interesting. Right. Exactly. So that, I think that there's some. Like these, like intermediate trilogy that there's a, there's a pot there there's there's enough there that that could happen. There's some big gaps. The second thing that maybe is part of that intermediate trilogy is I'd like to see his rise to power and his involvement with the Knights of Ren and everything that kind of goes along with what happened basically before Episode uh, Seven. So that I guess is my my take on it. I don't think that they would do themselves any favors by retconning. I don't. And redoing those movies. I don't, whether they do themselves favors or not, it depends on the, you know, eyes and the beauties in the eye of the beholder, or eyes and the beauty of the beholder, as I was going to say, but that doesn't make much sense. Some people would be good with it. I I just think it's too far along. People didn't like Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones or even Revenge of the Sith all that much. You're not going to reboot those or whatever, you know. And those are even starting to come back around and people are questioning. Like saying, like, these are good. Oh, yeah. Well, like, compared to the they, new ones, they, they were really don't like. well. And people like even like um, who is the guy? The one guy who wears the cowboy hat in the um, Mandalorian documentary, oh, David Flynn. I think. Yeah, he and I think he was part of he, he was part like of something cool with with the prequels or whatever. But he talks about how the it wasn't appreciated clearly at the time, and certain people still don't appreciate it. But he was talking about the genius of what the prequels were and what they meant for the Star Wars universe. Sure, yeah. So I think. There'll be some of that retrospective, you know, appreciation for the sequel trilogy. I don't know. I, I it, it just sound. it's just way too messy, right? We talked about how you fit certain things into universes, like how the, what they're doing with the DCEU, right? I never thought they were going to pull that one out of their butt and try to come up with a multiverse. Yeah, that works. Oh, it's about completely taking out and saying these films never existed. You can't do that. No, you know, like like you can't. I don't know. It's just. It and it and it would almost even seem selfish to the fans for me if you do that as Lucas Films or Disney. Well, it's you know. like when a when a college program football or basketball wins and then ten years down the line they say, Oh, there was illegal recruiting and illegal right. you know, they were paying them and stuff. We're taking away that championship. What? It happened ten years ago. Everybody yeah. saw it, everybody know you can't take it away now. We don't have right. time machines. I mean. What yeah. And it, it clearly, like I said, they've already made their money on these movies. So exactly. it's like it's already been done. Is that is that really, you know they let's just put it this way. There's a lot peop more people that are 
a lot more people. Yeah, we, There's a lot of people more talking now. smarter than I am who are more passionate and involved in this industry that can come up with better ideas to fill in the gaps in the Star I Wars universe. So. I don't think... Or just make another trilogy. What, there's, exactly. there's just not like... Why do you care so much? And this is this is part of, for me, and this I didn't want this to be a Star Wars episode, but <laughs> clearly we, we do that enough. Yeah. I don't like the idea of what... And in certain things I was like, eh, it was okay. I don't like the idea of George Lucas, what he did with the trilogy, the original trilogy and the prequels where he's like just like tinkering and like adding a scene and putting things in for the special edition and the re-release and who shot first. And you know, all the, like it just, it just seems like you're micromanaging, trying to to listen to what the fans are saying. Like, and this is a version of that on a ginormous scale. So I just don't think story and, and it's, it's like, okay, well you made a mistake, learn from that mistake. If you feel like you've truly made a mistake, don't completely disown or like, well, that never happened. We're going to restart the story, you know? Well, I mean, and the, the thing is... Because you're not going to get those actors back. No, and, and like know? we're saying, I mean, at the time, everybody's so quick to criticize what's new. What have you done for me lately and all that stuff. But then later on down the road, especially if some other new piece of crap comes along, oh, no, we appreciate those. Remember Empire Strikes Back, as we talked about in that episode? They were critiquing right. the crap out of that when it first People came out. Like now it's like considered one of the greatest movies of all time, and yep. nobody criticizes it. Some people say it was their favorite of the first three. Yep. So I think this will go away to some degree, especially if we get evolved enough where there's more movies and stuff like that, and people will just shut the heck up and find yeah. something new to criticize. Hopefully, yeah. Like I said, I, I it just it feels it feels like first of all it feels like a massive undertaking, and yeah. second of all, it just seems like a dumb idea. Trying so. too hard, like you said, just yeah. it's your story. Stick to it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's other things. I mean, they're clearly with Mandalorian and other Star Wars movies and stories and TV shows. So, and let people nitpick. That's what they do. But yeah, you know, have some integrity with it. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I don't know how that. Like I said, I don't know how valid that that is actually. Probably happen, just but. people hoping and dreaming. You know. Yeah. yeah. So that's all I've got. Um, anything else as far as musical related? I know that like uh, we had talked off mic that. Uh, there's certain things like Broadway's, you know, live stream, not live streaming, but streaming uh, recordings of their musicals. So there's there's certain things like that. Um, the one email that I got on my personal email account that I forwarded to the Monty and Mickey, um, you can, there are, there's something called, I think, Lucky Seat. Um, so there's something that, you know, it says missing your theater fix. So like Broadway on PBS. Hamilton on Disney, Shrek the Musical on Netflix, Sweeney Todd on Amazon. So there's a lot of Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yeah, that's another one. Um, There's a lot of ways if you are missing the live musical experience, there's a lot of ways to still get that experience. Cats was released in a movie that was. We saw. We didn't really weren't that impressed. We were laughing. Yeah, I at heard. It. I heard that it's more of one of those like you kind of joke around with your buddies and it's well done, know, but it's just you can't so you can't watch it without having a few adult beverages yeah, beforehand. Yeah, it's creepy. You kind of want to take a shower afterwards. Yeah, not so. with a cat though. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's that's all I've got. Um, as as we always like to say on this wonderful podcast, getting old is mandatory, but growing up is optional. Thanks, guys. What's going on?